When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hola. Bonjour. Hey. Privet. Guten Tag. Moi. <laughs> Ni hao. Welcome to the Normal Not Normal podcast with myself, James Phelps. And me, Oliver Phelps. Guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. In this series, we're talking to a variety of inspiring people, including actors, sports people, producers, activists, and, like today's guest, Martin Blenko, business people. Yeah, and we've been keen to get Martin on the podcast because he has a great story. His journey to success hasn't always been smooth, and he met quite a few challenges and obstacles along the way, and we think many of you will be very inspired by his story. You may have actually seen the title on this and thought, who's Martin Blenko? Well, Martin is the co-founder of Cameo, a hugely successful business that I know lots of you have come across, but for those who haven't, in a nutshell, it's a platform that allows you to receive a personalised video message from your favourite celebrities and people in the public eye so you can order a message for your mum from her favorite singer for example and i must stress we are not being paid a penny by cameo for having martin on today we just think his story is absolutely inspiring and we wanted to make sure it was shared with you guys we've been on cameo for a while and i think what people might not realize is that it's actually a lot of fun for us too we love hearing from you all and sometimes even being part of important points in your life I actually had a really cool one the other day. So I was asked to do a, a video for a grandmother who was announcing the gender reveal of her daughter's baby girl. So that was pretty cool. But one that still sticks in my mind, there's a guy, I won't name him, but I literally had, so you've got a minute and there's, for those who haven't done it, there's a, a clock so you see exactly how long you've got. And as soon as it came on, this big guy came on, he's like, he's like man, I forgot my wife's birthday. I need you to help me out. So he literally, like, I say, okay. He said, my wife's called, let's, talk, let's call her Sarah for the, um, to protect the innocent. And he ran into the, like, he literally like, runs into the living room with me on the phone, gives it to his wife, and then I started singing happy birthday. And I had a message from him afterwards saying, like, that saved my backside. So that was a, that was a fun thing to be a part of. But I think it's also like how fun we, how much we enjoy it, and we genuinely do, because we get to, See, speak to people and we get to see just how much Potter and this podcast has meant to people so it's been very fulfilling to see that I was actually uh, playing golf with Tom Felton the other day and he was saying the exact same thing about how it's more than just making a video like it's we genuinely like hearing from people and interacting with people and it's it's a lot of fun yeah I can I completely completely agree with that I actually took people may have noticed actually I actually had pretty much like a fortnight to a month off all social media in general, really. I just felt like I needed a bit of a break from everything. And going back onto it and doing the calls the other um, a couple of days ago, and it was great actually catching up with people because um, you do get some some people who, who we talk to quite often on there, and just seeing like the growth that like the girls down in uh, San Diego. One of them has just got engaged. Um, there's another guy who's another, another couple actually who we speak to, who. Um, it's a, bit, it's a bit tricky, I suppose. The first time we spoke, they were going through a bit of a rough a rough time, and it was almost just like a pick-me-up for them. 
But seeing how they've come out the other side of a really negative situation, and they're both absolutely thriving now. So a big, big shout out to you guys in British Columbia. Uh, so yeah, it's just just nice to be able to to use that type of platform and to be able to do it. But as I say, as I say, we're not being paid to talk about cameo on here. We're actually here to bring inspiring stories about people's, I suppose, struggles. At, at, adapting to certain environments um, and also the more important topic of what we're trying to get to is what is your normal? Very much so whether you've heard of Cameo or not I think you'll enjoy this episode and maybe even be inspired to follow your own dreams and let's be honest we're also hoping for a few inside celebrity stories. Oh also as well we've also put in a few of your questions for Martin too that's because I was able to put it on my Cameo fan club on there. Uh, on the app, so I was able to just write down hi. We've again, got the... we're not we're not promo we're not being paid to do this. I just thought it was basically the main. Okay, here's here's the reason. If you listen to this now, I'm getting a bit. Hang on, why didn't I know about this? Uh, it's basically because I thought, look, we've got the basically the co-founder of the company. What you're using, that's the listenership who should be who should know any any certain questions that they want to ask about it. So that's where we went to. So once again, like our listener participation episode and other episodes we've done since if your question didn't make it into the final cut that doesn't mean that we didn't see it it just means that we didn't have enough time for it but it is still very very welcome yes anyway with all that being said everybody let's all welcome martin blanco first of all we'd like to start with like the question what would you say was a normal day for you growing up so say for example like a normal sunday for example uh, normal Sunday, the first thing that comes to my mind is playing uh, playing football in the back garden with my brother and my dad, just playing sports. Nice. And so, obviously, sports and everything like that, was that what, something you wanted to go into in the future? Like, what was your, your dreams for the future when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, definitely to be a, definitely be a, a top sportsman. Oh, yeah. I was a very good runner at 13. I won, like, south of England. I remember I had a race at Watford, so where you filmed Harry Potter, oh. uh, in 2000. And I was there for the 100 meters. I wanted to bail. I wanted to quit. I wanted to run away. I was so scared. And I was like, Dad, I, I really don't want to do it. I really don't want to do it. But I invited some friends to come over. Like when you're feeling cocky with your friends, I said, why don't you come up and watch me? And they were on their way. And my dad's like, look, son, you invited people. They're coming. Can't let them down. I'm like, oh, yeah, but I can, I can fake an injury, Dad. I can fake an injury. <laughs> anyway, I won it. And it was a really cool feeling doing that. I remember getting in the car and we had to go to like see my dad's parents in Nanita, my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm faster than everybody I just drove past. And I felt like such a cool feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's like, I came second at England schools. Uh, I have the Sussex record. Do you know what the crazy thing is? I never ran a 200 meters ever again in my life. Why, Why was that? So, <laughs> so then all of a sudden it was like, okay, I know that I can be probably one of the fastest in the world at this. And not only that, I want to be Michael Jordan. I, I want to be the greatest. So I, re- I just basically destroyed my body. I was taking steroids at 16. I was so scared to lose. I was, I was, meant, I was, I was just a head case, you know, and I never ran at 200 meters ever again. And, uh, and in fact, you know, I've got all these, like, I've had my disc replaced in my back for a guy that no one knows who was ever a runner. Where did, like, the steroids thing come from was that like recommended or was that just something what you did to yourself to like a, a next step on the ladder you know confidence is low i remember like a, a buddy of mine was taking them and i was just like you know i was at rock bottom mentally like i really was and i just felt like i needed some placebo i needed something mm. you know and it, instead all it did it made me sick <laughs> you know what i mean 
because like yeah. you're young and it's like doesn't really work. And the problem is, it's like you, you're, you're, the demons you have up here are being not adequate, not being great, not it's it, it's a killer. And I think there's so much pressure. Like even today, we look at social media. You're looking at what people, you know, what they have, what they're promoting. It's tough. You just feel like you've got to be mm. perfect. But I did that before social media. I just was in my head like, I want to be the greatest. I want to be the greatest. Yeah, it's a horrible, it's a horrible, it's a gift and a curse because it will push you, but it will hurt you. But is, it, is it one of those where you're never fulfilled then because you you personally don't believe that you are the best? Does that make sense? Like you could be the best person in, like you say, south of England and then, but you're still thinking, well, yeah. Yeah. Am I, do you know what I mean? Like, am I? Or? Yeah. I, yeah. I've I've always been that way. Like, even with, with the success of Cameo, I don't even go like, oh, okay. April 2018, I was in my brother's kitchen crying. Like, what have I done wrong with my life? And now the company is is basically a unicorn. And <laughs> I, go, I, I go, yeah, and I wish I could enjoy it a little bit more and celebrate. But I, it's just, you know, I was scared. And that fear doesn't leave you. I don't give it. I don't, I don't care if you've mm, got no. a billion dollars in your bank account. I don't have a billion dollars in my bank account, but that fear doesn't leave you. I wish it did. But for me, what I want, honestly, like my ultimate goal is to be calm and happy. That's it. You know, I don't need to be that guy in the nightclub or, or a jet. I don't need that. Well, I was going to ask, what, what made you go to the States from the UK? So America, well, one, it's going to start off with Arnold Schwarzenegger. America's the land of opportunities, you know, like, so. In, in my <laughs> I thought best, it was in the room then. I know, I know. It's so good. It's so, <laughs> it, 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 you know, I, I, I impersonate Arnold Schwarzenegger on camera and sell that. Um, no, that was my dream. It's like every time as a kid I looked at stuff, I'm sure, we listen, we have the same childhood, similar-ish. You look up and it's like Michael Jordan is in America. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in America. Muhammad Ali is in America. And I feel like all these great men, are from or go to America. So I think if you want to make a name for yourself, you go to America. That's where you become great. Let me do that. So I went out to USC. I tried American football, USC football. That didn't work out. You know, I went back to running. Then I got injured. That basically was it. I was like, I didn't make the sports happen in this period of time. Let me do something in, in the entertainment space. And the reason why I said entertainment was my dad, my dad basically died of cancer, was dying of cancer when I was at college. And I remember going to my dad, and this is why I love you guys so much, is I would escape and go to watch a movie at the cinema. And I loved Harry Potter. So I'd go watch Harry Potter for two and a half hours. For two and a half hours, I could escape the beeping machines. I could escape the nurses and doctors. Oh, he needs these pills. Oh, can you go get this? Like, I, I could escape. And I'm like, I want to do that for people. I want to like, make people this happy. How do I do it? cool thing what we've been able to do on the on the app we were able to ask the questions this time so we, we i put a message on my my area on the on the cameo thing and fortunately there's about thirty five thousand people on there who follow me and i just put down we're obviously we're interviewing you does anyone if anyone's got any questions for you uh please send them in so should we get to a couple of those what got sent over yeah love to i don't even know the answer to half of these questions so i'm looking to learn something as well myself okay what was the inspiration for fans to connect with those that they admire so when I started the business, I was an NFL agent and I had signed Cassius Marsh, had him record a video message for a buddy of mine. Six months later, we made that a business. As you start doing it, you just saw like how much these videos meant to the fans. And it was really eye-opening to see the, how much the fans wanted to connect and talk. And uh, it's been a blessing. Mm-hmm. I've got to add as well, I noticed in the back of uh, Joanna's video there, there was lots of Funko Pops, which is your like 
indulgences in it. Oh my, I love it. I love them. I've got, I, don't, I must have over a hundred of them. So I collect Funko Pops of people I get on Cameo, but also each one, each one has a story behind it. So like when I look at your, when I look at, I've got, you know, Fred and George Weasley there. I think of the text message from Tom Felton said, hey, I want to connect you to a couple of classmates from school. I thought that was so cool. I'm like, because the, the, little, the little nerd in me came out and I'm like, wait, did they actually go to school together? I, in my head, I had to like, correct myself for a second. Yeah, <laughs> which I've got to be, I mean, that's how we found out about it, to be honest with you. So we were in, I remember it clearly, we were in uh, Florida, going, going to a restaurant or going to play golf or something like that. And Tom was in the car as well. And he was explaining it to us. And I think there was, even, even at the time, there was still a trepidation in our heads about going on the platform. I think, suppose, a pride thing of, am I going to get books? Does anyone really want a video? Yeah. I think what a lot of people don't understand about talent is the anxiety, you know, because it's like you guys are always being perceived, like, like on, a, on, a, on an audition, for example, James, you're too tall, you're too short, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too muscular, you're too good looking, you're too ugly, all on the same day. So you become mental about how someone's perceiving you. So now you're doing a service where you're charging somebody for something. It's that layer, it's a new layer of anxiety as well. Like, how am I being misperceived? How you're overthinking it. I mean, that's a lot of my day is seeing guys overthink everything. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's tough to walk a day in your shoes. I guess so. I think, although, I mean, we've, we've spoken about this before, it's a lot of it is you just want to treat people as you would want to be treated. Like, you'd want an engaging video from somebody back. I mean, I've asked, I've asked, I've had uh, cameos on from other talent to for friends and everything. And it's great to see. It's to be honest, it was only after doing that I got it. I really got it because I could see the reaction from people I knew. Yeah. So the next one is from Sana, and this is more about the business side of things. Hi, Oliver, James, and Martin. I hope you're doing well and staying safe. My name's Sana. I'm currently studying marketing and finance, about to graduate in two months. Having had experiences in the industry, I know it's challenging to get started. So Martin, I was wondering if during the process of creating Cameo, you came across any road bumps or any failures and what you ended up learning from them. Thank you and have a good one. Roblox failures. Well, I'll tell you this much. I've sent out about a million messages in four years and I've signed up about 5,000 people. That means I fail a lot. <laughs> and I think that's the reality of it. You're going to get so many no's, but you just every day have got to get up and say, I want to do this. I'm going to find a way. And you're going to find a way. So like there's stories about me stopping the car in the middle of the road, getting out and crossing the road just because there was a celebrity on the other side. But, you know, even like John Lovitz, this actor, he was in the Apple store. I, I ran into the Apple store and signed him up in the Apple store. If you look <laughs> at his intro video, it's me in an Apple store signing him up. <laughs> I've gone up to everybody, but I, I was scared. I was a dad trying to provide for my kids. And I think sometimes you need a bit of fear and pressure. As long as you can channel that fear and pressure in the right way, it will drive you. Mm. Uh, and that's what I had. I still have it. I remember when I actually got my NFL license. I try to get a job as an NFL agent. So I reached out to all these companies and like didn't get anywhere. I couldn't get a job. And you think about yeah. it, like I've signed up pretty much the whole of the Hall of Fame of NFL yeah. football players. I told them I would get a hold of people and like no one believed. <laughs> this was not been an easy journey. And I'm, I'm proud to talk about these failures because I think everyone's so quick to talk about like how easy everything was. It's like there's nothing easy. Have your relationships with family and friend changed over the years, especially like the, the short years that Cameo has been around and got very, very successful? Uh, yes, yes, it has. 
it's 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 a little upsetting. I never really believed in this, right? Like when you're successful, sometimes that I'm going to use an American word, haters. I, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like I really didn't believe in that. Like I felt like if you're good to people, nice to people, like people are just going to be happy for your success. But nope. People that know you, everyone's, it's, it's, it's weird. It's just like people feel like they're entitled to your success, which is not the case. They weren't sitting there, you know, on a Saturday, miserable, get through all the messages to try and hopefully get one hit because mm. it's tedious. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's, it's yeah. better to be guarded and not tell people too much. If something bad's going on, don't say. If something's good's going on, just don't say anything. But I'm that guy like, you know, when my wife was pregnant, the second she peed on the stick, my wife's pregnant. That's who I am. <laughs> I'm a very open book, so it's very hard for me to be like, mm-hmm. you know, life is difficult. Even with the success you have, you still get it wrong. The next video is from Maya. And it's quite interesting, actually. I'm, I'm really excited to hear how you answer this one. Hi, uh, I had a few questions for Martin. I saw that he does cameos himself and says that he will get a celebrity to make a cameo in that cameo. And I was wondering how he gets celebrities to do that. Thank you. Well, by the way, I'm only $1. (laughs) And uh, I tried to, uh, I just thought like nobody really wants to hear from me. So how can I give them a little like fun and excitement? So for example, on on Sunday I was with John Lovitz and we did a, we did a, uh, a cameo for a girl. She was going through a tough time and she said it like nearly made her cry. She gave me a five stars. And I was like, yeah, the five stars. (laughs) But like, I, I, I think I've had like Cedric the Entertainer, Russell Peters, Tom Felton. I think, Ollie, you might be in one actually in Rhode Island. But I also, when I'm doing it, I try to look for messages for someone that really needs it. If I, because, you know, I'm a dollar, so I'll be like quack like a duck for a dollar. I'm like, oh, geez. Hmm. I have done it. I have done it. I'm not going to lie to you. But, <laughs> you know, the thing that annoyed me the most. Now you've said that, you're going to be inundated. No, but it annoys me because I quack like a duck and I didn't get a five star <laughs> review. It's so annoying. Like, I actually did it. <laughs> But I'll, when I do it, I'll be like, I'll try and find a message that I feel like really needs it. And then I'll be like, okay, that's a fun one. Or that person really needs it and it's going to make their day. So they get excited about doing it. Well, this actually, your, your answer there actually tees it to the next, uh, the next video that came in from Paulina. So my question for you is, if you know about any touching story related to the app that you can share with us, please. Thanks for answering and have a nice day. Yes, I do, Paulina. It was probably like, it could have been like the top 100 cameos. Uh, my younger brother is like a medical genius. His name's Monty. He's a real smart kid. He's, he was up in Vancouver doing a lecture and he's in the pub and he met random some English guys. So they start talking, you know, talk about their family. What do your brothers do? He goes, oh, my brother, he's got an app. And he goes, oh, what's the app called? He's like, oh, you won't heard of it. It's called Book Cameo. We couldn't afford Cameo at the time. So it was Book Cameo. He goes, I bought one. You know how the English, well, if people are listening, the English are like very, Pardon my French, take the piss. That's all right, right? Take yeah. the piss. I've said yeah. it four times now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's, just the, that's just the English way. So he said, I bought one. And Monty's like, yeah, right, you boy. He says, no. I, he said, I bought one from C.T. Fletcher. So C.T. Fletcher is this motivational powerlifter. He was the first guy I got on that was successful. This kid was from, you know, from Southampton, England, and was considering quitting acting because wasn't really making any money off it, wanted to look after his mom and, you know, felt like he probably needed to get a real job. So he, he messaged C.T. Fletcher saying, look, I'm thinking about quitting acting. Can you please give me some advice? Basically, for two minutes, bombards him about why he shouldn't quit. Really goes at him. The kid watched it every day for like a few months. He landed the lead role in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. His name is Chance Podomo. 
So if you go on Instagram, you type in Charles Perdome, he's got like one point something million followers. So I got him on Cameo because I thought, well, when the show comes out, you should be yeah. on Cameo. And I had him do a video message back to C.T. Fletcher. And in the video, he says, you changed my life. He's like, I look after my mom. I'm in this new TV show. And that was it. That was like, that's what this is about. Somebody like to create moments that inspire. Mm-hmm. It was just so magical. Yeah, which is so, I think that's the type of thing as well. Because I remember when we started seeing the odd video that came back of someone watching it. Or it's someone's birthday and they get a video or... That's that's that is quite a powerful thing, I think, even on the talent point of view, to see that type of thing, and especially in this last twelve months or whatever, where we haven't been able to have that one-on-one fan interaction or you know interaction with people in general, has been quite an important. Or has been has been a nice side side point to it. Oh yeah, I mean, in this world that everyone's so disconnected, we connect you to your favourite person. Definitely. Well, do you, do you remember when uh, you asked me to do the cameo calls for the first time? <laughs> yes. What I said to start with was essentially I don't I don't think it's for me and then I did it and then it was something about speaking to people all over the world like hearing what people are going through like the where again where they're in the world that just blew my mind one time you speak to someone from Hawaii the next time you speak to someone from Saudi Arabia then you speak to someone from Scotland like it's literally all over the world I couldn't get over how how good it felt after just like how everyone was so positive and happy well you were so pumped up you went again yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but I love the stories of you guys, how people would jump out of a midterm or a final yeah. exam uh, <laughs> so they could talk to you. I'm like, that's awesome. But yeah, that's the fun part about this. You just, we make so many people happy. And I generally believe that's why, that's why I've been blessed. Why, you know, it's because we make people happy. And it's really fun to do that every day. It's, it is really good fun. And we've actually got, so we've got one more video for you. Okay, next question is, do you like Harry Potter? And what motivates you to keep going through your life? Yeah, I am a, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I absolutely love it. But I think the problem is I hate it now because I know you guys. So I'm like, when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's James and Ollie. I'm like, damn it. We've ruined it damn for it. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I love all that world of fantasy. You know, I love when you, I live in Los Angeles. So you have Universal Studios here. So you have the Hogwarts. I love the magic of that. I just think it's amazing. Like, as I, as I went to you, when I, my dad was dying, you know, that was my escape. That was so powerful. For two hours, I'm like, I remember when the last one came out. No, not the last one, the second one, because I think uh, Deathly Hallows part one, I said, Dad, it was like early in the morning. So I thought, if I go now, like first showing, I can, you know, I can be around later. I said, Dad, can I please go? He goes, of course, son. And... When my dad died, I was really motivated to help people with cancer. That was something that really motivated me. I wanted to be in a financial situation where I could do a lot of good. And then when my kids were born, that's when start, stuff got tough for me. I really needed to go home. I was so mentally, physically, just, just I just wanted to go back to England for a minute. I go home for Christmas. So I flew back with the kids. And then 2014, January 2014, you can see this in the newspaper. My daughter, Sabrina, went into NICU uh, in England, in Brighton, because uh, she couldn't breathe. She had bronchitis, which is very common. 97% kids get it. But with her, it's deadly. And I remember being in this hospital room. You know, I, I went in the hospital. They, 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 they flushed out a nose out of snot. And I thought, okay, cool, that's it. I'm taking her home. They're like, no, she's bad. I'm like, what? You know? Next thing I know, I'm in this dark room. It's pouring down with rain. The ocean, I could not the ocean, the sea was just like the waves. 
and the woman comes in like it could be deadly, um, which you just hear it. Not could, you just say, it's deadly. You know, like it's like oh my god, she's gonna die. That's the fear yeah. hits you straight away. It's like then they said something to me in this thing. They said, Martin, we don't have the right machines to look after your daughter. She might need to go to London. And Brighton's not a you know Brighton's a good city. It's not like. And I remember going, yeah. geez. So I just started praying. That's all you can ever do, right? And I said, God, please don't take my baby. You yeah. know, I, I was thinking about when my dad died. I never thought I could recover from that, right? Mm. And when, when, when the idea of Sabrina dying, I remember thinking to myself, I can't kill myself because I've got another one to look after. I said, God, please do not take Sabrina. I will do a lot for this hospital. I'll make sure we get all these machines. If you take her, I'm not going to be as good. I'm just going to let you know. So if you want a motivated Martin or you want a not motivated, which one do you want? And, and it was funny, like now that I look back at it. So Sabrina came out of hospital and we did this thing called Sabrina's Wish and we got a Vivo 50 ventilator for every uh, room in the NICU in that hospital. And, but you know what I did? Well I got on the phone. I called up everybody. Donate, donate. I just did this. I did what I did with Cameo. I just, every morning and night, I just was on it. And so now what motivates me is I would like to do things to help people. And I just don't, I just want to look after my babies. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello. It's time to share your questions and did you knows. So the first question is from Haley, And Haley asks, can you tell yourselves apart from past or childhood pictures? Yes. I would say yes, especially when we were babies and toddlers because two things, Haley. First of all, I, James, was always in blue and Oliver was in green. Two, I never smiled in any photo as a baby. I think you have to look until I'm about four or five when I'm at least smirking. He was a grumpy, uh, grumpy little child. Amazing how the times have changed, isn't it? I'm, mind you, I'm wearing olive green today because uh, that's kind of a thing, I suppose. I was just blended in because olive, olive, uh, that's kind of where that came from. And James is always in blue. So, Hayley, that is where that comes from. And now, question two, which comes from Irina, which says, if you had to be another person for the rest of your life, who would it be? It could be fictional, real, dead or alive. Oh. Any other person. Superman. Fair enough. Why not? If you could do anything, that would be well, you might as well do everything. True. So I wonder if Superman can play golf. Uh I thought so. I think I would go something along the lines of Zeus. What the old man who lives in the sky in Greece. Yeah. Got a bit of a dodgy past. Has he? I'd I'd look into more details about Zeus before you before you say that. Anyway, Val asks this voice note. So I have a question that I don't think has been asked yet. Who is your favorite member of the Weasley family? You can't do yourself. Like Oliver, you could say Fred, and James, you could say George, or any other members, like Molly, Arthur, Percy, Charlie, Bill. Charlie wasn't in it, um, Ron or Jenny. Like, I, I'm just really curious to know. My favorite Weasley 
has got to be Ginny or George. I'm sorry, but I love George and Ginny so much. I don't know why. Yep, that's all. Well, thank you very much for that, Val. Um, I like it how Val shows two. Yeah, and one of them wasn't me. Or Fred. She had, she had the right idea, I'd say. She had the right idea. Uh, Val, I'm going to go with Mr. Weasley. He was very jolly. Yeah. Interested what a rubber duck was. Everyone needs a rubber duck. Who would you say? I'd say I'd say Fred, if I can't say George. Ooh, very good. Thank you very much. There you go. Anyway, the next one here is from Angela, who's from Vienna. Hi, guys. My question is, if you had three wishes, what would you wish for and why? By the way, I love your podcast and I send so much love from Vienna. Thank you so much for sending that through. My wish would be, my first wish would be that everyone keeps enjoying the podcast. Uh, my second wish would be to always know the football results. Why? Then you wouldn't watch it. Yeah, but I'd just be like Biff from Back to the Future then. Yeah. Because you would just you would you would destroy you would destroy. Obviously, you like you'd, you'd you'd make a you'd have to put a few bets on, but you'd destroy this whole thing of betting because people be like, what's the point in putting odds on? Because he's just going to get it right anyway. So you you cancel two things out. Um, third one. What would be my final wish? My final wish would be tolerance. There. <laughs> yeah, I think you need that. My wishes would be I'd wish for guaranteed twice a week clear skies. Twice a week? I don't want to be greedy. At least two nights a week would do me because, especially in the winter, because it gets very cold and I don't want to be out there too long. But clear night, basically, I'd like to go stargazing. Second wish would be I knew every chord on the guitar. Obviously, it became very natural to me and I could shred very, very quickly. Third wish would be, I would like everybody to get along. So tolerance, peace and love, man. Yep. Yes, so now we're moving on to a jingle. Now we usually play your jingles at the end of this little break, but this one is perfect for welcoming the Did You Knows. So take it away, Matthew Fisher. James has the facts, ready to go. It's fun to learn, it's time for Did You Know? <laughs> I love that. Especially the wah wah. Uh, so I actually retweeted that um, last week and it got a lot of love. So thank you again so much for that, Matthew. That was epic. I also love as well how you have to add Oliver's little downer at the end. Loved it. Anyway, first Did You Know this week is from Vinla, who's from Finland. Moi. It is about sports and a question. Take it away. Hello, James and Oliver. My name is Venla. I'm 18 years old and I'm from Finland. I've noticed that James is quite interested in the Finnish culture, so I thought it would be fun to send you this little Did You Know video on Finnish sports. And no, I'm not talking about hockey or anything like that. I'm talking about more rare and exotic sports here in Finland that are not that common. But anyway, we have a wife carrying championship, a sport <laughs> called mosquito hunting. <laughs> then there's also a sport where you basically throw your mobile phone and see who throws it the furthest. And then there is also an opportunity to play swamp football, for example, in Lapland. Um, but this last one is definitely my favorite. And I don't know if you could count it as a sport, but I do. And it's playing air guitar. We're masters at playing air guitar. I'd like to know which one of these sports would you like to try, or which one do you believe you would be good at? I hope you're doing all right. Stay safe. All the love from Finland. Bye. 
in La Quitos. Right. That was absolutely amazing. Uh, yes, I did know a couple of those facts because the Finns know how to have fun. The the wife, so the wife carrying. I've seen it. I've seen. I've, I, when I was in Helsinki before, I saw them training. It's interesting to see. They literally put them on their back. The, the, the guys put their wife on their back and sprint. There's a lot of trust in that relationship. I love the mobile phone throwing one. I mean, that, that, that must have come on the end of a night out, surely. Well, you've had a night out in Helsinki. You knew exactly what that, exactly, exactly, which is why that's coming happened. from. That's, that, that's where that's coming from there. Um, <laughs> It makes sense when you when you have a night out like that. One of the, the funnest nights out I think I've ever had in my life was in Helsinki, having um, tried many of the local um, liquids, shall we say. Good fun, good fun. But also as well, yeah, the mud the mud football actually I played once before, not in not in Finland, but it is absolutely knackering. It's swamp football. Swamp football is so hard. Yes, I really, really enjoyed all of those things. So hopefully some people listening now will think, you know what, I'm going to call some friends up and say, do you fancy doing some Finnish sports? What have we got to do? We've got to love our phone as far as possible. And then play air guitar. And then play air guitar while it's on the floor. Epic. So the next one comes from Lizzie in Mexico. Hola, Lizzie. And Lizzie says, did you know you're never actually touching anything? Everything is made up of atoms and the structure of an atom consists of the nucleus and then your electrons around the outside. So when two objects meet, their atoms also meet and because both atoms have electrons on the outside which are negatively charged, this causes a electrostatic repulsion. So atoms can't meet as they always repel each other. So the sensation of touch is just caused by disturbance within the electromagnetic field. And that's why you're never actually touching anything. Lizzie, I'm taking your word for that one. I'll tell you what, Lizzie, next time I bang my head on something, I can say, oh, I didn't actually bang my head. It was just atoms touching other atoms. Is it more of a case where, where Lizzie's trying to say to us that you don't, in terms of actually touching stuff, is in the sensation of touching, for example, my drumstick and my drum? They actually touch okay, each other. Moving on, let's go. Thank you very much for that, Lizzie. So we're going on now down to Australia, specifically Sydney from Olivia. Good day. Hello, James and Oliver. I have a did you know fact for you guys. So did you know an Australian man once tried to sell the country of New Zealand on eBay? The price rose to $3,000 before eBay shut it down. Wow. I like how people are actually bidding on that. I'm, I'm amazed it was only worth three grand. <laughs> Oh, I think that's brilliant. Fair play. I mean, I mean, I suppose if you can try these things, you can. Although James and I have got a friend who had an argument with his girlfriend, his fiance, and he put her on eBay. Yeah, but the description was hilarious. <laughs> the item is slightly noisy, and earbuds earbuds are required. She found the funny side, I think. I don't. Know. They're still together anyway, so. I'm sure if they listen to this, I'll bring up another argument. <laughs> very probably, very probably. Right. So the next one here, it says. Hello, James. Hello, Oliver. My name is Bean and I'm from Germany. First of all, I want to thank you for brightening my day with your podcast and entertaining many people. You guys always put a smile on my face and make me laugh. Did you know that when koalas are stressed, they hiccup? Also, a name for Oliver's drum. It could be Victor Drum. A little Harry Potter reference there. <laughs> Very good. Which does actually lead us on to... People have been getting in touch with drum names. 
Before I start, this reminds me actually, I actually wrote it down when I was on the Cameo calls. Somebody gave me the great, great idea to call it the Yokozunu drum, the Pineapple Destroyer. Which is quite an aggressive name for a drum, but it was... uh, (laughs) it It went on the list. So the first one what comes in is from Scarlett, and Scarlett says, I think you should name your Japanese drum Fuji. The boy name Fuji means unique and honour, and it's the name of Mount Fuji. Scarlett, I like that one. Very, very nice one. Anyway, number two comes from Jane, and Jane says, you could name the drum Azume, which is short for Ame no Azume no Mikito. Do you like that one there? Azume is a goddess from Japanese mythology who is created with the creation of taiko drumming yeah i like that one jane azume very good anyway the third one says hello i'm tatsua from japan since you asked for a name of your japanese drum i've come up with a good one how about shinjutsu kibotsu which means that something suddenly appears and disappears constantly and its whereabouts is unpredictable because Oliver always brings it out of nowhere and we can't predict when it appears. I thought this name suits. The name also includes God and Demon, which could be associated with the drum in Japan. Thank you. Shinjitsu Kibotsu. I like that. Oh God, they're so good names here. They're so good. Um, I, 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 I think that- Here it is. Here it is. Oh, go on. Please keep the names coming in. That's very, very enjoyable. And thank you so much, Scarlett, Jane and Tasua, for the lovely recommendations as well for the drum. Thank you for sending those in, but everybody knows the drill. Email normalnotnormalpodcast at gmail.com. That's normalnotnormalpodcast at gmail.com. Or tweet us using the hashtags, hashtag normalnotnormal, hashtag didyouknow, hashtag ban the drum. Hashtag bang the drum. And if you're under 18 and sending us a voice note or jingle, please get permission from parent or guardian first. Thank you very much, guys. Back to the show. So seeing as this, as this podcast, Martin, is all about like the word normal, so seeing as you've connected with some absolutely massive names over the years, do you think that celebrities can have a normal life or is normality for them just whatever they perceive it at that moment? I think we all have parts of life that we can be normal with, right? Raising our kids, homework... Christmas, where you can live a normal life, right? But when, in the, in, but when you've done something that's not normal, you can never be normal because it's impacted too many people and too many people want to show their appreciation. And also people look to you as a role model. So you've actually always got to be like on edge. They can never see you down. They can never see you like, like let's say you, you, you're having a bad day and you're irritated and, you, and you're just irritated. People think that's actually how you are. Hmm. They don't realize that was like a, a moment of aggravation. And uh, it's how you decide to use that platform to do something good with. That is true, isn't it? I if you ever meet someone, if you ever say someone, oh, I met such and such, who was really grumpy. Now your perception is he's, he's permanently in a mood, but everyone gets grumpy at some point during the day, some more than others. Yeah. I was going to say, that is that is that is kind of why I get a bit grumpy now. So people, if they see me grumpy out and about, <laughs> so, oh, he's being him. You know why. So Martin, as as... Talk about normal and such. What is the most normal thing about you? The most normal thing about me is I just I, I just love my family. I love my I, I just absolutely get so much joy out of that. I think I mentioned earlier, like having unfortunately a few relationships that just kind of with the success things happen, right? So just kind of being a dad and because their smile on their face, that excitement, it brings me so much joy. Like my daughter said to me the other day, says. Dad, I'm sad. I said, why? Savannah said, I'm sad. I said, like, 
I can never be six again. You know, <laughs> she's seven now. She's like, I can never be six again. I said, don't worry about it. You will be six again. She said, what do you mean, dad? I said, when you have kids and you have a six-year-old, you get to live like a six-year-old again because you get to do what's fun for them. But what's fun for you as a six-year-old with them. And she was like, yeah, good point. So to me, I get so much joy out of that. It's the simple things in life. So what, what would you say on the flip side of that then is the least normal thing about you? The least normal thing about me is, is Cameo. But I was a normal guy that started it. What I, you know, I built that. I created that. Can you, can, you, can you ever celebrate the win? No, I had, a, I had a big win a couple of years ago and I wasn't ready for it. And I ended up, I was miserable. Mm. Uh, we should have been like the happiest day, one of the happiest days of my life. I was miserable. And I was miserable for about six months. I think, you, you know, you need to be in a good headspace, you know, when you, are, when you have wins to really appreciate it. I do want to start celebrating more, but I guess that's not who I am. I always, again, I'm always scared. I'm always in fear. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, not good enough. Keep going. You're not, I don't know why I think that way. I now, if I'm doing something, I have to believe that I'm going to do it. And if I do do it, then it's, I, I don't get excited that I've done it because that was the whole point. I knew I could do it and that's how I did it. So it's, it's very rare that I achieve something and I'm genuinely buzzing about it. Yeah. See, I, yeah. I'm the opposite to that. I used to be like that. And then I think, I've, if anything, I've gone the other way. So it is taking those moments to be like, yeah, that is, that is cool. Okay. So when you were doing the biggest franchise of all time, right? And blockbuster after block, record breaker after record breaker, how did you, did you celebrate those wins? No, not really. Uh, no. But but when it comes to like a film, for for example, you talk about the Harry Potters, we knew the literally thousands of people that came together to make those. So I don't know if if you can celebrate it on your own or feel like it. Do you know what I mean? Like it. it... Yeah, but you brought these characters to life, right? And you took it from the book, yeah. and then made it. But it's, the thing is, it's, it's it's again that's not normal to me, right? Like I'm listening to you guys. Like I would have probably been like, you know. I'd have probably yeah. had a time in my life. <laughs> but then again, when you're in the moment, there's also that pressure of what are you doing next? What's going on? What's this? What's that? So yeah. it's kind of yeah. like... That's you... always the thing you're asked, isn't it? Is, oh, what are you doing next? Yeah, it's like, well, I just uh, did yeah. spent 10 years on this thing. Give me a minute. <laughs> you know, let me, let me, yeah, let yeah. me breathe. Let me, let me go have a couple of pints down the, the pub. <laughs> and so, Martin, I always ask uh, what they're now called as the 3 a.m. questions. Idea being that the right answer comes to you in bed when you can't sleep at 3 a.m. But... What is your favorite book? My favorite book. So when I moved out to America, uh, my dad read a book called Lucky Man. It was about uh, Michael J. Fox. He yep. said, Martin, read it, read it, read it. And guess what? I, you know, I, I don't read. So I think I got the audio book in 2012 and listened to it. It really had an impact on me. But my dad wrote me a note on the inside of the book. I want to go grab it, but I've got these headphones on. And he says, son, you know, like, Basically talks about, no, that's not, my, my daughter heard me. I just want to, I'm in my living room. And she brought me the Bible. <laughs> that's not my favorite. <laughs> that's not my favorite. I, 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 I thought they needed to row some Bible stories. So I got it. And my dad wrote me a note on it. And it, and it, and it basically says, you know, we're there to support you. We love you so much. But he had this line there. And he said, Martin, you're, you're born with great talents, but above all, you're loved by people like, that you connect with. So the thing that I yeah. came out here, I had all these talent. I came out here to do this and this. And none of that worked. But my dad said your greatest skill is basically connecting with people in the book. And that's basically what I do for a living. So what is your favorite food? Oh, pizza. 
Easy. Pepperoni pizza. Okay, got to ask it because it's become it. a bit of a thing Don't on here now. It. Pineapple pizza, yes or no? I, th- I was in an Italian restaurant and the guy said, if you go to Italy and you ask them to put pineapple on your pizza, they're going to laugh at you and throw you out. So, no. Yep, yep, <sighs> yep. See. You like pineapple on your pizza? He jazes, oh, yeah. yeah. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, actually, I actually had a... Their, their name was something along the lines of angry Italians with food <laughs> spamming me for a while about it. And it's just quite funny. <laughs> um, Brilliant. <laughs> uh, what is your favourite song? Do you know what? I don't act... Like, I love 80s music. I find like 80s music has like an emotion. You know, like, uh, I like the... I, I hope it's 80s. I'm not wrong with it. Like, Sting did an Englishman in New York. I love that. Very good. Uh, what is your favourite movie? I love, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta put out the Harry Potter, but I do like Terminator Two. Yeah, but Harry Potter, I, I would say. Right answer. And, uh, what is your favourite quote? Get the chopper. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> We're using that one. We're using that one. Yeah. <laughs> Martin, thank you so much for joining us. That was really fascinating. Hey guys, thank you so much. I, oh, I, I love talking to you guys. You know that. So this is awesome. I didn't know half of that about Martin. That was absolutely fantastic. And again, thank you so much to him for being very honest and, and open about his his journey up the ladder and going down the ladder and going back up the ladder of what people would deem as successful and his drive to fulfill what his dreams were. So I think that's testament to anybody, especially athletes who always think they're going to be the best of the best. And if, if you don't get there for whatever reason, use that drive and channel that drive into something else. Yes, uh, as you say, it's, it's it's about reassessing yourself and resetting where you're where you're going to. But one thing I was one I, I was pleasantly surprised with is how personal Martin got with it. Like talking to us about his his escapism from when his dad was in in hospital and being able to just go and watch Potter, and that being his escapism. I'm sure there's a couple of people listening who've maybe had a very similar experience, maybe not necessarily Harry Potter or anything like that, but an escapism from a really bad environment, a really bad experience. What's going on at that time in their lives, and for that. Two hours, three hours, however long it is, they can be somewhere else. And it just, um, so I think that's, that's very relatable to a lot of people. And obviously what happened with his, with his little girl as well, that must have been horrific to begin with. Definitely. But, it also, yeah, but doesn't it also show when people's hearts are in the right place, it's no matter how successful you are, you want to give back to, to those people that were there. So yeah, getting all that machinery for the hospital in Brighton in, in England, that's, that's amazing. Very, uh, very heartwarming stuff. That also brings me uh, a bit of a, a bit of a. Did you know? Go on. Did you know it's time for James's? Did you knows? What a crap! Did you know? Hey, I thought that was all right. Hey, I tell you what, it's better than that. Did you know you came out with the other day about the pack of cards? The ace. That of was diamonds. a great. What? That was a great what one. A load of rubbish. What an absolute had, crock. I've had so many people message me saying, "I got it. I, I will never be able to look at the ace of diamonds ever again." So thank you very much. Mm. Right. Nonsense. I thought I could say some did you knows about apps, specifically mobile apps, okay? So can you remember can you remember right when the first apps used to be like you know, it used to be like a pint of lager that you would pretend to drink on your smartphone and that'll be it. Yeah, Angry Birds was the one which broke my phone. Stick cricket, that was a good one. We used all the all the good apps. So <laughs> So the most downloaded app of all time, what do you think that is? Well, I was going to say Angry Birds, but is it not something like Candy Crush or something like that? No, the most downloaded app of all time is Facebook. Of course. Previously, the most downloaded app belonged to Google. 
and they were two apps which have been downloaded over a billion times. And they are YouTube yep. and Google Maps. Maps, yes. Um, oh, is that it? That's a did no, you know? No, 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 I've got a really... I've got a, <laughs> I, a typical smartphone user unlocks their phone over 80 times a day, which generates to over 2,700 strokes or swipes per day. Wow. And my final did you know of the day revolving apps. Did you know over 60% of apps in the Apple App Store have never been downloaded? 60%? Yeah. So yeah, anyway, that was my did you knows for the day. Very, very interesting, which actually I suppose that brings me on to something I saw which really irritated me. Right. That's a surprise. But you know when like you're you're waiting to go you're you're waiting in line to pay. Right. And obviously at the moment there's social distancing going on, so you're waiting in line. So you can't get within a meter of someone in the line anyway. And then there's some what's it at the front who's on their phone holding up the entire line. Like we must have been there for over a minute and a half because Matey at the front didn't look up and go, Oh, is it my turn next? Oh okay. Did you not think to just casually like push him with your trolley i was going to but then this is the same um he was actually at the same store where this person came up to me did i tell you about the, the woman who said oh i've only got one item can i cut in front of you yes i think you should just get home delivery i do actually now my grocery shopping is home delivered as is my vegetables that's from a locally sourced produce um that's all great supporting the local community at a very sustainable entity as well very uh, important going back to our conversation with um with seven earlier in the season yes 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 well done thank you very much oliver you didn't um go much too far on that rant there so basically if you're in a queue for a checkout check your phone once put it away buy something from the stuff that they put in front of the checkout, which you never need, but you end up buying anyway. That's the other one as well. Like, you ever notice that they always put the crap batteries by the front of the stool? They've got to get rid of them. Yeah, I know, but they're like, they're like some brand you've never heard of. You're looking at it, they've probably got battery acid leaking out the side of it anyway. Oh, look, special offer, only 65p. Yeah, I wonder why. Anyway, you, thank no, you very much for... Think about it. Think about it, though, right? No, how I don't many need people, to. I don't how many need people to. are just are in line to pay? Life. Right. How many people are in line to pay? Oh, I'll just, I'll just nip in for a, pot, for a bottle of milk. Oh, I'll tell you what I need. I need that 9-volt nine, nine battery right there. Yeah, that, that'll do. I'll put that in the bag. Oh, do you want to hear something very, very exciting? Speaking of bags. I'm sorry. I thought you were still ranting. I zoned out there. The official normal, not normal rant bag is on the way. Is it? It's on the way. So I've been chatting with the guys at Represent and we have been talking and I've been speaking to them about the ideas that people have been putting forward um, from our, our lovely community of listeners. And yes, more information will be available in the very, very near future. But there will be a rant bag, maybe a maybe a did you know slash rant man shirt as well. And obviously some amazing normal not normal shirts as well which i'm sure some people will really get a kick out of the designs look absolutely fantastic so guys we just want to say as well a big thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for getting involved and just giving us the ideas to do it and because to be honest with you at the beginning of um starting this season we never really thought about anything like that but you guys are asking for it we have gone out and we have hopefully well not saying hopefully we have Got it. In the bag. Do you like that? In the bag. That's terrible. We're looking forward to this to, to come about. Um, hopefully this is an announcement which everybody will be excited about. Mm. Thank you very much for listening this week. Thank you very much for Martin for joining us today. 
I've been James Phelps. He has, and I've been Oliver Phelps. And guys, until next week, have a great week, whatever it is you're getting up to, and we'll speak to you very, very soon. Bye. Normal Not Normal is a stable production.